I just want to uh, tail onto what Pastor had said about the tithe. Something that you may not know, our church supports on a monthly basis 12 different missions slash missionaries. Your tithe supports 12 missions missionaries. Those people are doing things that I can't do. They are in all parts of the world witnessing to people, winning them to Christ because your tithe supports them. And so when you get to heaven, you may have someone walk up to you and say, I am so very thankful for you because of you I am in heaven. And you'll be like, we've never met. I don't know who you are. Well, you sent the tithe and the tithe sent the missionary and the missionary came because God sent them to me to witness so that's what your tithe does. Your tithe does things like last week, um, all that we had, all the inflatables and uh, attractions are not free. And so your tithe pays for that outreach. And we got to love on people last week, and that was so much fun. What a great weather day. It was great. And what made it super cool is when I got home, I found out that the Cowboys had, in fact, beaten the Commanders. And so the Cowboys were... Whoop! Boom! <laughs> you know, guys, we all have a part in us, in our internal being, that really does desire and need appreciation. On some level, we all need to feel appreciated. And some don't get, well, in fact, most, most don't get the thank you that they deserve. Most of the time, I take people for granted, and I don't tell them how important they are to me and how special and how vital they are in my life. So with that being said, I have a quick video that we'd like to show you for the battles that you fight and the sacrifices that you make. A pastor. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. A pastor is a spiritual overseer of a church. And he is, as the Old Testament would refer to it, God's anointed. Pastor Ron has been a great sacrificer and giver and extremely humble and hates these moments. But I think of Hebrews 13, 17, and it says this. Give honor to those who rule over you and heed their instruction because they watch for your souls as those that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief because that is unprofitable to you. And there will be a day where pastor will stand before God and he will give an account of the sheep and his flock. And I'm confident that the father will look into his eyes and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, but I'm going to make you ruler over much. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So pastor, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. 
but really it needs to be a 12 month of the year kind of thing. So pastor, we thank you and honor you today. So we have baptism today. I'm excited. I think we have seven if everybody showed up. And so who knows, maybe by the end of this gathering, we'll have more. We'll just kind of see how it goes. I thought it would be fitting this morning to talk to you guys a little bit about baptism, what to know. Baptism is kind of a church word. You don't hear it a lot, maybe on your work, in your workplace or out and about. You don't go to family gatherings, and baptism is the hot topic of discussion, usually. Baptism is something that we talk about at church. And so I wanted to read an account this morning from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8. And this is a great, great uh, view of God's perspective of of baptism. And uh, we're going to begin reading in verse number 26 of Acts chapter 8. And I'm reading out of the New Century Version this morning. So verse 26, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, get ready and go south to the road that leads to Gaza from Jerusalem, which is the desert road. So Philip got ready and went, and on the road he saw a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch. He was an important officer in the service of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, and he was responsible for taking care of all her money. He was an important guy. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship, verse 28. Now, as he was on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, and he was reading from the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And the Spirit said to Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. So verse 30, so when Philip ran toward the chariot, he heard the man reading from Isaiah, the prophet. And Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he answered, how can I unless someone explains it to me? And then he invited Philip to climb in and sit with him in the chariot. Verse 35, Philip began to speak, and starting with this same scripture in Isaiah, he told the man the good news about Jesus. While they were traveling down the road, they came to some water, and the officer said, Look, here is water. What is stopping me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with your whole heart, you can. And the officer said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then the officer commanded the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the officer went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord took Philip away, and the officer never saw him again. And the officer continued on his way home, full of joy. Okay, so thank you for putting up with me as I had a lot of reading to do. But what a great, great account. And what can we learn from this? There's so much about baptism that maybe you know we do, but you don't know why. Uh, Growing up in a church that had a lot of tradition, uh, Doc and I were just joking about this a while back, but, you know, we didn't have overhead projectors. We had this thing called the hymnal, okay? We sang out of the hymnal, page 345 and page 227, And it was interesting because about the third song on Sunday morning, our song leader would say, turn to page, you know, 345, and we're going to sing the first, second, and fourth verse. I don't know what the problem was with the third verse. There was always blasphemy or something in the third verse. But then, and then he'd say, and the ushers, please come forward on the fourth verse. I thought, wow. 
the ushers can't move until it's the fourth verse. And it's just a tradition. But I didn't know why we did what we did. And, and a lot of times, there are things that we do that we've kind of made up. And it's not bad necessarily, but it's not necessarily something that you find in here. So there are some things about baptism that you may not know, and I want to discuss those this morning briefly and kind of see and show you that they are found in Scripture. So the first thing about baptism is it is a symbolic act of obedience after salvation, all right? Look at verses 36 and 37 again. While they were traveling down the road, they came to some water, and the officer said, look, here is water. What is stopping me from being baptized? So it's a great question. So, so people are like, I want to be baptized. I think I, I should be baptized. Well, the prerequisite is what Philip said in verse 37. If you believe with your whole heart, you can. And so the officer said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. After salvation, okay, The picture of baptism, and as we'll see in in live visual here shortly, is it symbolizes the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. We die to ourself, and we are raised again as a new creation in Christ. It is not to gain salvation, all right? Hence, the thief on the cross would have been in a heap of trouble, okay? Jesus looked at him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, oh, it's too bad you're nailed to the cross because you really need to come down and get baptized. It would have been a great thing for him to get baptized, but see, he didn't have that opportunity. And God, he sees ahead. He knows there are people that will get saved and have gotten saved and will continue to get saved on their deathbed, okay? So baptism is not to gain your salvation, It is not done prior to salvation. I'm not trying to rock anyone's doctrinal world here, but sprinkling a baby does not save them, okay? Now, we have a a service here where we dedicate children, and you can find that is scriptural. Samuel was dedicated to the Lord. Hamuel said, Father, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. And that's what we do as parents when we have our children. We say, God, you gave me this child. Now, in front of my family, I'm going to give them back to you. That's scriptural. But sprinkling doesn't necessarily, it doesn't save. Um, And infants need to have a time where they make their own decision as they get older. And it is also not to maintain your salvation. I better get baptized or I'm going to lose my salvation. Romans 10, 9 through 13 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and therefore we are saved. So we need to realize that what's going to happen today is symbolic, all right? And it's an act of, of obedience after salvation. Number two, it is submersion and immersion. We touched on this briefly. Okay, now how do we know that? How do we know that um, God doesn't want us all, you know, pastor could just dip his hand in water and just, and just sprinkle. How do we know that that's not the case? Well, look at verse 38. 
the officer commanded the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the officer went down into the water. If Philip just needed to sprinkle him, neither one would have to go down into any water. All right? And then look at verse 39. When they came up out of the water. So there was actually this time where Philip went into the water. I kind of get this feeling that this eunuch was so pumped that he could have just, you know, beaten Philip down into the water because he was so ready to be baptized. He was ready to, to show his decision for Christ. And so Pastor Will, in fact, take the candidate for baptism and we go under the water. When I was young and we were getting ready for my baptism, I was just hoping that it wouldn't go up my nose. And so I was thankful that I got, got to hold my nose a little bit down under the water and back up. And what a great, great time of rejoicing. Special things happen. The Holy Spirit is moving and working when you are obedient in the area of baptism. But it is submersion and it is immersion. Number three, what do we know about baptism? It is done in order to follow Jesus' example and also his word. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says at that time Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River and wanted John to baptize him. But John tried to stop him saying, why do you come to me to be baptized? I need to be baptized by you. In verse 15, Jesus answered, let it be done this way for now. We should do all things that are God's will. So John agreed to baptize Jesus. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water and the heavens opened he saw God's spirit coming down on him like a dove and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. I am very pleased with him. Jesus leads by example. If you want to know how to live, if you want to know what decisions to make, if you want to know how to treat others, if you want to know how to work as someone at a job, follow Jesus. Start in the book of John and read chapter 1. And when you're finished with chapter 1, go into chapter 2 and follow it all the way through till you get to the end of the book of John. And when you're done with that, if you feel brave, go back and start in Matthew and read Mark and Luke. The life of Jesus will answer so many questions in your life. And Jesus said to John, let it be this way because this is God's will. Guess what God's will is for you? To be baptized. To first accept him as Lord and Savior and then to be baptized. So we follow Jesus' example. And we also follow what he says in his word. Matthew 28, 19. Jesus was getting ready to ascend back into heaven after his resurrection. And he said these words, Go and make followers of all people in the world and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If he didn't, if it wasn't important, he wouldn't have said it. But this is one of the last things that he said to his disciples and those that were there with him. Go, tell the good news. The word gospel, we hear gospel that means good news. 
translated good news. And Jesus said, go tell the good news to all the world and baptize them and give them an opportunity to show the decision that they've made. So we do it to follow his example. We do it to follow his word. And then also, baptism, this is for me the most important when it comes to why we do what we do. Baptism is an outward showing of an inward decision, okay? So I think a good example of this would be, for me, back in April of 1995, Jenny and I had made a decision that we were going to get married. I presented the idea to her on my knee with a ring, and she so inclined that that was a good idea. And so we decided to be married. And so in April of 95, we gathered together with friends, with family. We decorated. We spent money. We, we planned and we prepared. And in the planning and preparing, I had $1,000 in my savings account. It was all the money that I had. And I, I caught my best man and I said, I'm going to need to get a ring and uh, kind of make this official. And he said, yeah, you do. And I said, will you, will you go with me? And he said that he would. And then I thought, you know, a couple guys doing jewelry shopping. I don't know. Mom, I said, Mom, will you go with us? We need a lady's touch in this. And so the three of us sat out, and we went shopping. And, um, you know, some rings looked really pretty, and my mom was like, oh, no, that's, don't, don't do that. And, and some rings, I thought, you know, this would be great until I grabbed the price. And you guys know that jewelry is expensive? And this was a 95. And so we finally found the right ring, the engagement ring, the the wedding band, and I think with tax and everything, it was like $970 or something, you know. So it, it, now I don't think you get much of anything right now for that price, but it took most everything that I had, and I, I had this special ring. And, and when I proposed, I gave that ring to her, but then also they gave me a, the wedding band, and it was something that we kind of hung on to. And so the day of the wedding, here we go. And we walk down you know, in front of all these people, and we say our vows. And the pastor asked me if I had a ring, and I said that I did. And I told her something that I can't remember at this time because I was so nervous, and uh, put the ring on her finger. And then it was time for her to put the ring on my finger. But you know what? She didn't have one. I had mine. Best man had it right there on his pinky. Uh, she didn't have one for me. It was a little bit before the actual vows that she realized, I think her maid of honor realized, we don't have a ring. <laughs> and so we could bring in the videotape because we have it on VHS. <laughs> bring it in, let you guys see that that during this time, right before the vows, the maid of honor, you know, and you can see all of our backs because the camera's back here, she leaned over and said something to the 
like one of the next ladies who said something to the next lady. And one of the ushers was Jenny's brother, and he overheard what they were saying. They left the ring in the dressing room. It was in the building. It just wasn't on stage. And so he ran back. He was discreet. You see him leave. You know, you're watching. He's like, where's the usher going? He leaves. He gets the ring. And here, the all-important passing of the ring. So he hands it to the bridesmaid, who hands it to the next bridesmaid, who hands it to the next bridesmaid, who gets it to the maid of honor, and who gives it to Jenny, <clears throat> just as the pastor said, Jenny, will you, do you have a ring for John? Yes, I do. I was unaware of all this until after the wedding. So we exchange rings. Now, why do I bring up this in very intriguing account? The ring doesn't make us married, okay? There is no power in the ring to say that we are legally married. What does the ring do? It's a symbol. It symbolizes that I belong to someone else. Baptism symbolizes that you belong to someone else. You invited family and friends, and we are here together as a, a family in the body of Christ for you as a baptismal candidate to say, I want everybody to know that I now align myself in the family of God. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. I want everyone to know. I wear my ring proudly because I want everyone to know. And I wear my Jesus proudly because I want everyone to know. So these are a few of the things that relate to baptism. Why we do what we do. At this moment, I would like to dismiss pastor. And those that are being baptized this morning, you guys are free to go. Uh, I think we're going back through uh, this door, and you guys can all get ready. And if there are any family members that need to go back there to help, you guys are dismissed at this time to go do that. Addie's over there grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> There's some really cool things that are happening this morning. So, I want to talk to you guys just for a moment. And I want you to know this. If you've never accepted Jesus like this Ethiopian eunuch did, and you've never come to a point where you said, I want Jesus to be Lord and Savior of my life. I recognize that my sin is going to send me to hell. My sin separates me from the Father's love and his heart. And I want to have relationship with him. I want to be in his family. And I want, to, like the eunuch, say, I just believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And this is really... Uh, interesting to me. When I got baptized, we were all ready to go back and be baptized. And the pastor did this. He gave everyone an opportunity that 
one, if they hadn't accepted Jesus to do that. And two, he said, maybe you've accepted Jesus, but you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized. So here's what happened. We all went back and got ready. And one of my close friends, Carol, a couple years older than me, she was so moved in her heart. She had accepted Jesus as her Savior. She had never been baptized. She was 12. She didn't bring a change of clothes. She didn't invite family and friends. She didn't know. She knew the Holy Spirit was saying, this day is for you. And here she came forward and she said, I want to be baptized today. And I don't care if I'm dripping all over the world. I want to be baptized. So that could be you this morning. We are not going to negate any work of the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized or you were baptized when you were young, you didn't know what it meant, you didn't have that experience, and you want to say, God, now that I know a little bit more of why we do what we do in your heart for me, I want to be baptized. So I want to do two things. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus if you've never done that. It's pretty simple. And two, I want to give you an opportunity if you've never been baptized and you want to get baptized today, fresh clothes, dry clothes, or no, dry clothes. We got some towels back there. We'll do our best, okay? Here's what I want to do. Jesus died for your sin, and he wants your acceptance. He he wants you to realize that you can't pay for your own sin. You can't help enough ladies across the street to make you righteous. It's only by his righteousness. And so we're going to pray. If you've never accepted Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. So let's bow our heads so no one's feeling um, embarrassed or out and about and everyone's looking around. I want everyone to, to bow your heads. And let's pray this prayer. If you've never prayed this prayer, you pray it in your heart. Because the Bible says, with your heart you believe and with your mouth you confess. So everyone pray this with me so we don't feel alone. Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sin. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he rose again on the third day. And I believe he loves me. Come into my life. Become Savior of my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if that was you and you want to get baptized, or if you've never been baptized before, I'm not going to bring you up here. Here's what I want you to do. It's totally your call. You can slip right back through this door, right back through that door. They're all back here. Dr. Craig will take your name and you can get baptized this morning. Okay, we're going to sing a song as God is working and moving this morning. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of excitement. And I'm so very thankful, so very thankful for what's about to take place. Baptism is so special. Like John was saying, it's a symbolic act of obedience. And this is a huge celebration today. So when we take those moments and we choose to do God's will, there's transformation. I can't explain it because it's spiritual and it's a God thing. Salvation is radical from death to life.
And baptism is transforming and confirming of our understanding. Um, I was baptized as an adult. I think I was in my 20s. I don't know. So not that long ago. <laughs> but <laughs> all I can say is that there was a huge change in me, and I couldn't explain it. Something in my commitment changed. Something in my focus deepened. And it, that can only happen through him. So this is an awesome time that we all get to celebrate with everybody that's being baptized today, with the families. And we just invite you guys to stand up and worship with us. Place. We won't. 
Thank you, everybody, for staying. You can have a seat if you want. What an awesome time. The Lord is so good. We're moving stuff around here, getting organized. <laughs> I think, have they got me up on the... Okay, good. <laughs> How many, we've got seven, Doc? Yes, we have seven okay. candidates Go ahead. for baptism. All right, all of them have expressed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Yep. They've all uh, dedicated their lives to Jesus and accepted him as their Lord and Savior. So we will begin. First is Gracie Snyder. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to die. Whoa, you got baptized before you got baptized, woman. I love that laugh. Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> Grab your nose. Gracie, we baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Yay! Come on, everybody. All right, there you go. You wouldn't believe the amount of water that runs off these Steps. Okay, Pastor, next is Paisley Jones. Next is her brother, Tristan Jones. Okay, it's next short. is Adlin Karen. Anybody see her? Where did you go? Hey. Okay, you ready? I'm just going to drop you in. Oh, no. Grab You just above the water. Okay, grab her. What's her name again? I'm sorry. Adlin. Adlin, we baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, goodness. In Jesus' name. Hey. Hey. Look at the Yay. Okay, the next three we're pretty excited about. This is a family. And first will be Dad, Matt Bernay. I, 
I told, I told Matt that I'm going to hold him under a long time. You come up here. And what we're going to do, Matt, is when I get done baptizing you, I want you to stand right back here, and then I'm going to put your wife right there, and then I'm going to put your child between you. Okay. Matt, we baptize you in your father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Next is Matt's wife, Tasha Bernay. This is Rylan Shimoni. Riley. Riley. Riley, you've already got tears coming out of your eyes. Riley, let's come up this way so we can get between them two. Riley, we baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody stand. Father, we thank you. We know that it's life-changing as, as, as John taught. It's just a symbol of what, we're, what we live on our inside. We want to live on the outside. We want to, we want to all die to ourself. We want to get rid of pride. We want to get rid of everything that gets in the way of you. And thank you, Father. This is just, a, just an act of saying, I'm going, to, I'm going to let God do the work in me and accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Father, we thank you now, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. We're deacons meeting immediately uh, as of right now, and I'll go change real quick.